just heard Mary Oliver's confession where she says, I am so distant from the hope of myself in which I have goodness and discernment and never hurry through the world but walk slowly and bow often. I don't know if you noticed, I hope you didn't notice, but a little over a month ago in the first week or two of January, I was hurrying around trying to get things done before I left on that month of sabbatical. It was a busy time and I had a list or two and it may have appeared that I was a bit stretched and stressed. Maybe it appeared that I was a bit over-caffeinated at times. <laughs> In those days, I wasn't exactly living as I hoped to and would like to. Certainly not walking slowly and bowing often, as the poet recommends. But I imagine some of you know something about this too. Especially when there's a lot to do, the pressure you feel to move faster, to do more and be more, as if hurrying up is going to actually make things better, right? I remember my grandparents had this cross-stitch sampler. I wonder what happened to it. It said, the hurrier I go, the behinder I get. Old wisdom. But it's hard, isn't it, in that moment when you're zooming along, stretched and stressed, to do anything but just keep on going until maybe you keel over in exhaustion. Which is why I'm particularly grateful for this month's worship theme, which is prayer and spiritual practices. Because a daily or even a weekly spiritual practice is the best antidote I know to these messages that some of us seem to have implanted in our brains or in our hearts that keep telling us, you're not doing enough, that say, hurry up. Can't you do a little bit more? Got to keep moving. Anybody hear those voices? A healthy spiritual practice grounds you, reminds you of who you are, and puts you in touch with that which is holy and good. And don't you need that in these days and in these lives, in this culture that so often seems to be trying to pull us in the opposite direction? So I have a question. It's a big question. What do you want in life? 
What are you seeking after? What are you hoping for? Can you name that for yourself? Have you heard that quiet voice of your own soul whispering to you about it in the night? Have you ever felt your heart pulling you toward something that you don't even understand yet, but nonetheless find compelling? What I wanted, and thinking about this, I realize it's probably been true since I was young. What I wanted was to lead a holy life. By that, I don't mean a churchy life necessarily, though I hope one can still find the holy in church. But what I mean is a life of connection, of presence, of gratitude, a life of awareness and awakeness and attentiveness to this moment and this day. A life in which I'm grateful, of course, for those mountaintop moments that come every now and then, but also grateful for all the time in the valley, too. Grateful for the light and for the shadows. As we sing here sometimes, for all that is our life, we give our thanks and praise. And I'm particularly grateful on this day for the gift of this past month, which allowed me all these lovely opportunities, allowed me the opportunity to celebrate my wife's graduation from a spiritual direction program that she's been in, and then to celebrate that to go away for a warm weather vacation for a week. It allowed me to spend a week with my mom, which is the longest I've spent with her in a long time. My mom, who has lost her short-term memory due to Alzheimer's. It allowed me to spend a weekend with my son and his girlfriend in snowy Seattle. They don't know what to do with snow out there, really. (laughs) They're not as bad as the South, but... It also allowed me this stretch of time to spend on soul-satisfying things like cleaning our basement and tidying my home office and reading and writing and taking walks. And it was good, and I am so grateful for the gift of this month, so thank you for that. If there was a theme that emerged from this time, that theme was attention. Most of this time, and you might kind of infer this from the fact that a highlight for me was spending hours cleaning the basement, most of the time was relatively uneventful. And what I was trying to do was just be mindful of what a gift each moment and each day was and not let it pass me by without noticing. 
Some of you know from spending time with folks who have dementia, it takes a certain kind of presence and attention to just be there with them and resist the urge that at least I feel sometimes to check out when it's sad or painful or repetitive. And that's what I tried to do with my mom, to just be there and be present and be engaged and grateful. But I tried to do it all month. And it was a wonderful thing to be mindful of. And so this is why I commend it to you today. This spiritual practice of paying attention and hope you might consider taking it up if you're not doing it already. A practice of remembering that this moment is the only moment we really have. And that the way to feel more alive and to have a more vibrant spiritual life is to tune in to this present moment. Whether it is exciting or boring, beautiful or ugly, happy or sad. You know, don't you, that we live in a culture that doesn't much support this. That oftentimes tells us that if we are in a hard place or if we are bored that we should look away and seek entertainment. There are so many things you can do to distract yourself. The other day I heard someone reflecting on this and they said that, you know, one way our society has changed is now that many of us have these devices in our pockets, even something daily simple like standing in line. You see most people standing in line like this, right? Looking at their phones. Unlike in the old days, which weren't that long ago, when you might just stand there waiting you might look around and notice the person near you in line, or maybe you see that cloud going by in the sky, or that plant growing in the crack in the sidewalk, or that bird flying past, which you don't see if you're like this, focused on that piece of glass. There's a saying, a true saying, that preachers preach the sermons they themselves need to hear. And that is certainly true today. As much as anyone, I need help and practice at paying attention. I am so easily distracted by my own random thoughts, by shiny objects, by everything I think I should be doing, by that device buzzing in my pocket. So please don't think I'm claiming to be some kind of expert at attentiveness. Quite the opposite. I'm just someone who wants and intends to do better. So if you're like me, you might want to take that quote that's printed at the top of today's order of service 
and put it somewhere where you can see it. These words from Mary Oliver. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention. The implication is that paying attention is in itself a kind of prayer. That seeing this moment, this very moment as a gift and an opportunity as sacred even, that this will transform your life one moment at a time. The implication is that attentiveness can and will make your life a prayer. People who have prayed or meditated for a long time know about the importance and power of showing up. Showing up at the prayer mat or the prayer cushion. They know that those peak moments of revelation or insight can be few and far between. And that sometimes, maybe most of the time, it seems like nothing is really happening. But that if you continue to practice, if you keep being attentive, then something does shift. Something does happen. The showing up that I'm talking about today is not just a specific practice that you might do cross-legged on the floor but showing up for your life so it doesn't pass you by. Looking up on this February day and noticing the color of the sky. Getting down on the floor with your child or grandchild while you still can. Really seeing and listening to the people around you looking them in the eye, talking about what matters. Being mindful of what is going on in your own heart and soul. Being aware of what is hard to see and feel, including the pain and suffering and injustice that's in our midst. The good news is, You don't need to know what a prayer is or exactly how to do it in order to pray. Though if you want some help with that, let me know. I would love to connect with you over that. You don't need to understand anything about meditation in order to start doing it. You just need to show up at the cushion and start to practice. I'm so grateful we're having that silent meditation retreat here next Saturday. And I'm looking forward to being here for all those hours in silence. And if that idea intrigues you, or if it scares you, I hope you'll consider coming. What I have wanted for a long time now is to lead a holy life. A life with balance between action and contemplation. A life of connection with others and with what is sacred and good 
and true. A life of discernment where, like the poet, I walk slowly and bow often. Do you know that word discernment? It's kind of a churchy word. It just means thinking about and sorting out the choices before you. Deciding what it is you are going to spend your time and attention on. And being clear about that. As opposed to going wherever the wind blows. It's listening for your own inner compass. Though I just realized that's kind of a mixed metaphor. You can't listen to a compass. It's listening for the voice of the holy. And when you do this, when you make a practice of this, you do find yourself in this more expansive space, in what can feel like a green and growing and fertile land, like being among the trees that Mary Oliver loved so. When I am among the trees, especially the willows and the honey locust, equally the beech, the oaks, and the pines, they give off such hints of gladness, I would almost say that they save me, and daily. I am so distant from the hope of myself in which I have goodness and discernment and never hurry through the world, but walk slowly and bow often. Around me the trees stir in their leaves and call out, stay a while. The light flows from their branches and they call again. It's simple, they say. And you too have come into the world to do this. To go easy, to be filled with light, and to shine. My spiritual companions, this is how we will help heal ourselves and the world by paying attention to this moment we have been given, by making a practice of attentiveness, being awake to these holy lives that we have been given, by living out the beautiful truth that we are here to be filled with light and to shine. Amen.